It's the Benz Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Every sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea We are go sipping yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Collect you find And she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind I'll bring you straws in a pouring rain When people try you, dash them their way I think that uh, was too early But either way, you know what I mean Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of SYM It is I, Kalechi Okafor um, or Okafor As people always remind me You fucking Ebos that follow me on um, social media Every time I say my name on one kind of platform You'll be like Ah sister So you don't know how to pronounce your own surname If you don't shut the fuck up And go and eat your one or soup And leave me the fuck alone Just joking I love you all But seriously leave me alone um, Anyway yes yeah, No see this is the problem This is the absolute problem that this is why people can't find 30 seconds of footage in this podcast where I'm not swearing where they can just use it to promote what I'm doing I feel like my hands are dry but it's because I wash them often um but oh well we'll just have to make do um I've got new nails (laughs) the irony of nails getting done and what we'll get to that anyway yes it is me Kaleshi Okafor uh, another episode of SYM Officially known as Say Your Mind Unofficially known as What What That's right Suck Your mum Yes Um, What is there to say? There's so much to say uh, There's so much things to say right now I think that's Lauren Hill But Lauren Hill would never sing it like that Because she has integrity and dignity and talent Um by the time that you're listening to this, uh, the series that I've been working on called Work It with BBC Three will be out. Yay! It'll be out. I'm so glad. When I tell you it was so hard to film that motherfucker, I was in the throes of the first trimester and the way that my left hip was killing me and... um my, I've forgotten what it's called, but basically, um, the, the, the left side of my abdomen was just, um, the lower part was just a matting, um, because of some kind of cyst that, that provides the hormone, um, while the placenta is developing or something like that. But anyway, it's killing my life, killing my life. And I still had to film this series and, Between takes Like between When I wasn't needed The way I was just Lying down on the floor Just trying to Find some Some peace uh, Some peace in my pussy Anyway I'm just really, really glad that it's out. It's called Work It. It's on BBC Three. They would have released the whole box set. So it's like eight episodes. I think they're all 15 minute episodes. That's one five, 15 minute episodes. Um, And basically the premise of it is that three of us personal trainers, all from different walks of life, um, have a gym, this gym that people come into and we attempt to help them change up things in their life for the better. Um, and we all have different areas of focus and things like that. So, um, then we choose, we 
choose which client we'll be working with. And then we work with them for either four weeks or six weeks or eight weeks to get them the transformation that they need. But the the good thing about the show, it's not so much focused on, oh, your body has to change and be like this, but it's more so your attitude towards your body changing. And well, that's what I focused on anyway. So please watch it. Please support the thing. I'd really, really appreciate it. I'm super proud of it because... I think some of these girls really forget out in these streets, apart from the social commentary, when it comes to fitness, I am that bitch. Yeah, I am that bitch. So just remember. But um, yeah, so it was it was wonderful to film BBC Three. It's called Work It. And they would have released it Sunday night. So it'll be there for you to to watch. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to it. And I just really want to thank God for all the opportunities that come my way. You know, I'm just a baby girl in a baby. Just a baby girl in a baby world. Yeah, I'm just a baby girl I'm just a baby girl And um, God continues to just bless me with the things and, and, I, and I greatly appreciate it And I thank my spirit guides for always, you know Protecting me and watching over me Even at the wildest times Especially at the wildest times And my ancestors that just mean me well And love me and want me to achieve my highest good in this life Always giving me the intuition Always supporting me And I, I remember what um, I heard Oprah say about I come as one but I stand as 10,000 Like that's really the energy that I'm bringing into 2019 The fact that, I mean, we're, we're already in the sixth month right now, right? But this energy for 2019 That you might see me as one person But there's literally 10,000 people behind me Spiritual beings that want me to do What the fuck I said I was going to do in this life And I greatly appreciate them And just big them all up man Big them all up And big up my dad Like big up my dad Man's a real G out here In the spiritual plane Just riding for me Always there to comfort me In my low moments So big up yourself Man like Michael My G Hold tight <laughs> I don't know if that's how you're meant to uh, Greet people who have passed on But he understands my life love, Like my language And I love him dearly for it Um yeah, so it's, it's it's been a wild one There's so much to cover this week And then it's not all positive um, Somebody is going to get a major, major cussing out And if they're listening to this episode Dreading the fact that they're going to get a cussing out You are, you are, you are Yeah, you are um, But in time Anyway, um, let's move on then Let's move on to... What should we do? Oh yeah, I forgot to say. So I um, obviously I presented the, I co-hosted the Screen Nation Awards, the Television and Film Awards last week, Sunday. And that was a mood, that was a vibe. I wish they'd put a chair on the stage for me because obviously pregnancy, obviously my back is fucking hurting for standing for two and a half hours in heels presenting this um, award ceremony. But whatever, I I got off the stage at one point and just went to go and get a chair for my fucking self. But big up Fedosia, um, who... Um, uh, Fedosia Fedosia That provided um, One of my outfits Really really beautiful um, 
um, Feridosia. Feridosia is the name. But yeah, I love that. And Masasi Batik um, for providing one of my outfits as well. It was just all super cute. I looked like a baby girl. I felt like a baby girl. And big up girl like Rotik, always coming through, always coming through with the bit. My face was beat. Yes, Rotik, do the damn thing. I feel like soon, yeah, watch. Soon up in this bitch, we're going to be calling Rotti. Um, a celebrity makeup artist Because I intend on glowing the fuck up Not just me I mean, I'm sure she knows other wonderful people Who are also glowing up But I intend to glow the fuck up And Rossi will be on speed dial I'll be like Baby girl We're off to LA Baby girl We're off to Singapore Hey, Singapore I don't know why Singapore I just like the sign sign, Like the sound of Singapore And I like Singapore fried rice I'm sure it's probably not even authentic But I just really like it I just really like it but um, yeah, so that's that's that Screen Nation was great I saw lots of lovely people Lots of lovely people won awards It was really, really great um, one, When they were doing the honorary awards um, It was really great to get an idea Of those, those black people who have come before us Like we tend to think as this generation That we're the first to do it We're the first motherfuckers up in this bitch To be doing these things Nah, there were, there were generations before us That were really, really striving And they were under some bullshit circumstances And they were still doing things like to, to make space for us. And so we're literally standing on their shoulders and it's about respecting that um, as well and, and giving props where it's due. So I, I really, really rate them and um, big up all them man there that like have really been making strides and withstanding abuse, so much abuse just because they were black and excellent and just, you know, black and just living, you know, and the whites were moving mad. But in and this in this country, in Britain specifically, um one of the um Cleo um, Miss Cleo I'd rather call her One of the um, great uh, actresses that we have in the UK um, Who's been out in these streets from early Who was told by her sis, um, her teacher when she was in school That oh there are no parts for black girls uh, You know this was years ago But I remember being told similar things When I studied musical theatre at Brit School um, there are no parts for black girls really So um, she proved them wrong But she read a letter out um, And that had been sent to one of our um, older actors Over the, you know, years and years and years ago And he was basically being told to get the fuck out Black monkey, black bastard And I just really thought, wow The energy really has not changed People are still moving mad out in these streets But, you know, we move, you know We move so it is what it is. Um, so that was great to host. Uh, and maybe next year I'll win an award in the Screen Nation television and film. I mean, I won the Screen Nation uh, Digital is Media Awards. I won Best Podcast, Bop Bop, and um, Favorite Female, whatever, whatever, on social media, Bop Bop. Yes. But, you know, let's upgrade. Let's upgrade. I'd like to win something in television and film, please. But obviously I've got to get into television and film first But now that work is coming out Bitch, now that work is coming out I'm a TV celebrity, bitch So uh, next year, Screen Nation don't call me to host I better be winning awards Anyway, that's by the by Let's get into the tarot The tarot for this week Oof, it is juicy, it is spicy some of us have been needing this word And it's it's really here for us So the first card that I pulled in the tarot deck From the Crystal Banner um, Kaleidotope deck uh, Is the Three of Wands 
So in the Three of Wands, you see um, clear, beautiful, exotic sky, just gorgeous, pinky. And then you've got the blue, the clear blue sea. And you've got this massive balcony. And then you've got three wands on either side. Um, And what this card is really telling me, and it's it's just beautiful, just giving us this idea of... um, Affluence and expanse and and abundance. You know that there's so much um, for you to see. There's so much that in, in ways of you expanding your horizon. Like the the world is literally in the palm of your hand. If we're thinking about the traditional um, tarot uh, deck, um, the Rider Waite Smith deck. Um, the the um the world is ri- literally in the palm of your hand, and it's time for you. You you can see all that's available to you, but you're not taking that leap. Really, you're not taking that leap. Not realizing. Well, you have realized. You've realized that you've outgrown. You've realized that you've outgrown your environment. You know, in your heart of hearts, when you're sitting down at night, um, but just before bed, between bed and Netflix, when you're sitting in your bed at night. You know that you have outgrown where you currently are in your life, but you're scared to take the next step. You're like, oh, I don't want to do it by myself. I don't want to do it by myself. And I feel like the spirits uh, guides are saying that no one asked you to do it by yourself. And that's why the next card is the three of coins, the three of pentacles, um, you know, traditionally called the three of coins. The next card is the three of coins because it's saying that you're not being asked to do it by yourself. Like if you want to go somewhere fast, they say go alone. But if you want to go somewhere, if you want to go further, go together. No one's asking you to take the next step by yourself. And that's why it's interesting that you've got three of wands and then you've got three of coins, that three, three energy, that the change that you are looking for in your life, that massive change does require um, community, does require you to interact with other people who are on a similar wavelength. Now, this is going to sound mad for what I'm going to talk about in um, when I get to straw of the week, aka suck your mum. But community is important. If we are going to survive And I'm not talking about this fake community Where basically Or this black excellence Black capitalism Gentrify your own hoods bullshit Where it's just like Oh help me to oppress you No, no, no This is about us all glowing up together Moving together as one As I become excellent you become excellent. We're all becoming excellent together because we've got something. We've got all, we've all got various talents to bring to the table that together make us stronger. No man, no motherfucking man is a motherfucking island. Like we're really out here to, to benefit each other. And it's a lonely life. Success is so lonely when you do it on your own. It's much more fun if, um, you know, you bring everyone else in and it's, the third card that I pulled for that was the two of swords. And so the two of swords, we see um, a figure who's wearing a fencing, um, you know, like the fencing regalia, like the, well, the fencing uh, uniform or whatever. And it's got two swords across their chest and we can't see their face. And it's important that we can't see their face because this is a representation of you. Like you are that two of swords energy where you're just like, well, I'm going to protect, gotta protect my heart, Khalees. Anyway, You've got that two of swords energy where you're covering your chest, you're protecting your heart because you're just like, no, people have hurt me before. Um, I'm not going to do this whole community thing. People are bitches, people are mad, um, people will hurt you. But that's just asking for you to be, be ask, 
Pray for the power of discernment. Pray that God bestows on you that power of discernment. So you know, and you, when you, and also when you feel that intuitive thing that this person or this thing isn't quite right for me, that you remove yourself as swiftly as possible and continue on your way, not trying to change the situation or second guessing yourself. Woo, I feel like that's a self drag. That was definitely a self drag. Yeah. Okay. Spirit guides, I get it. God, I didn't need to be dragged that way on my own fucking podcast, but all right. Thank you, God. Anyway, um, that's basically what it is. You can't close your heart off from people just because you've been hurt before, because you need people to get to that level that you want to get to in your life. It's about communicating. It's about collaborating. And I mean, genuine collaboration, not these ones where basically you're, you're asking for somebody's time. You're not bringing any fucking thing to the table, but you want, you want all of their time and you want all of their things and you want access to them. That's not collaboration. That is exploitation. All right. And I get a lot of that. Oh, Kalechi, do you mind recording this 30 second video? People seem to think like, just because they said it's fucking 30 seconds that that makes it okay. When have you supported my content? When have you like been supported me financially to even make these podcasts or to do the things that I'm doing? But you'll send me a message about, can you make a 30 second video talking about X, Y, Z so we can repost it? I get so many requests like that. And each one I'm like, no, 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 no. Because what have you done for me lately? What have you done for me? Go away go away. Until you start respecting the craft and respecting what I'm actually putting into things, don't ask me to do anything. And that I guess is that two of swords energy. And we know that the swords is about mentality. It's about your, your psyche. And so you've closed yourself off mentally from, from even interacting with people in that way. But it's as a community that we go further together when I was going for uh, lunch with my baby girl, Layla, big up Layla, um, one of the teachers at the studio, a baby girl, incredibly talented pole dancer, gorgeous, gorgeous babe. Um, she took me out for lunch. Uh, we went to Marcus by Marcus Waring um, at the Berkeley. Is it the Berkeley Hotel? It was cute. Anyway, on my way there, I got in an Uber and I was picked up by this white English guy. And I don't like Uber drivers to talk to me anyway, because at some point they move mad. Most especially white English drivers don't chat to me because at some point you're going to ask me where I'm from from, or you're going to tell me that my people have nice teeth. You know, like, mate, like, and I hate the way that white men insist on calling black women or me specifically calling me mate. I'm not your brethren. I'm not your homie. I'm not your Cody. Fuck off. But uh, mate, right? Like, I don't have a problem with anybody, right? Like, I'll take everyone as they are. Like, uh, I don't even mind. Like, some of my mates that I play father side with, they're they're great. Like, there's this guy, uh, we call him Black Rob, right? You don't, you don't need, I'm sure you don't need to specify the black because probably Rob is the only Rob on the team, but okay. You know, it's things like that. And they'll be like, oh, but you know, like, I don't usually fancy your sort, but you've, I've got to say it. I've got to say it. For you guys have got some really great fucking teeth. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. You've got some great fucking teeth. I'll tell you that, mate. Like, my teeth are fucked. Probably all, probably all the ketamine. You get me? <laughs> yeah, mate. You're fucked. Fucked with your teeth. Must be from all them bones, innit? From uh, from eating them lions and that. Yeah, like eating them. Get out of the fucking road, you mug. Yeah, from eating them fucking lions and that, innit? That's literally how I envisage these conversations going with white Englishmen when they are driving me to places. So I just keep 
my mouth shut because I don't want to talk and I don't want to be um, annoyed. Now, God is a God of wonders. God is a wonderful God because, wow. So I got into this car with this Englishman and he's talking and he says to me, oh, let me know if the temperature back there is okay. And I was like, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he said, um, let me know if you want me to change the radio station because he was playing opera, which I like. So I was I was fine with that. So he's playing opera. He's like, I can change over the radio station. I can turn it down. I, can, I was like, uh-uh, Mr. Man, it's all right. I, I said, I'm okay. I'm all right. I'm all right. Uh-uh. But I was like, okay, thanks. Yeah, all right. Thank you. Um, and so we're going along and it's clear that I don't want to chat, um, but we continue going anyway. And then I think we get on to, uh, what's that bridge called? I forgot the name of the bridge, um, by Millbank. Anyway, so we get onto that bridge now and I'm just like, right, there's not, there isn't much traffic today. And he says the same. He was just like, yeah, there isn't much traffic. And then, um, I said, well, maybe because the marathon runners are still resting because they did bits. Actually, big up yourselves, all you marathon runners, all of you black girls that ran, all of you just baby girls generally, all of you women who ran, knowing that historically we weren't even allowed to enter road races and all of them things there. Big up yourselves. You did bits. Well done. Um, But anyway, um, I said, maybe they're still resting. And he said, oh, you know, I've been wanting to run a marathon. I mean, I've done some halves. Um, I've done one. I did one in Mallorca. And he mentioned the ones that he's um, done. And he said, but I haven't done any for years. I said, well, why don't you enter the Royal Parks half? Like, that's the one I've done, the Royal Parks half marathon. And he said, oh, I actually saw it on... um, Online and I was thinking of entering But I think the ballot's closed or something like that And I was like oh that's a shame But he was like yeah I'd really like to train for a half And then he said um, But you know I put it to prayer And I was like heart Not because I'm not expecting So let me be straight It's not because I'm not expecting White people to be Christians I just don't hear white people generally Most especially English people Saying things like I put it to prayer That might just be me not being exposed To many sort of um, white people And I guess in this age I'm, I'm, I'm more likely meet white English people Who talk about oh I'm an atheist Because I guess when you've conquered The most of the world What need do you have for God When you believe that you are God You know them things there But um so I just was like, her. And then he said, you know, I put it to prayer and I felt like God said to me, start with the 5K. I said, that is God. That is my G. My G will just tell you, babe, calm down. Instead of talking about half, you haven't ran like that distance for years. Just start with a simple 5K. Let's just train up to a 5K and then we'll go from there. And, I, and he's then said something like, you know what's interesting um, is that whenever I do things and I ha- and I don't put it to prayer and I don't put it to God and I don't leave it in God's hands, everything just is a mess. And then I look to God like, why didn't you help me? And God's like, but I didn't tell you to go and do that. Um, and then I realized what was happening. My baby girls, baby boys, baby non-binaries. I, I then realized what was happening that in this car, God was using somebody that I wouldn't otherwise want to have a conversation with to have the conversation that my soul needed at that specific 
point because it's a, it was a lesson for me as the tarot cards are telling me here and telling us collectively in order for you to broaden your horizons and and to really see the goodness of God in everything that is around you you are going to have to be open to the fact that there is a community outside of your immediate community and it might just be with people and in people that you've closed your heart off from because yes there's been lots of violence there's been this there's been that and there's daily violence casual violence the micro the macro aggressions there's so much that happens on a daily basis to black women and don't worry we're gonna get to that um so much happens to them so I understand baby girl why you are closing yourself off from interacting with certain people but the beauty of life requires for you to speak to the people that you wouldn't ordinarily speak to because God's truth also resides in them. And it was a humbling moment. It was a humbling moment. And I wasn't expecting for these cards to come out, obviously. Like, I'm just telling you, like, as I'm talking to you now, it's a stream of consciousness in it. So I'm just linking things as we're going along. I'm just linking them to what the, the, the you know, the cards that I'm seeing in front of me. And this is what I love about tarot. You just connect things and, and you just see how, where it leads you. But that Uber experience showed me that that God is literally everywhere and not just in the places that you want God to be. And um, I said, you know what? That's been my experience of things. Whenever I don't put things to prayer, whenever I don't check it like inside with my spirit self first, with my higher self first, without putting, if I don't put that to God, it never goes right. And then I get frustrated. And I'm like, well, God, what were you doing when this was happening? And he's like, girl, I, I did, had no part. I did not tell you to go and involve yourself in any of that higgy hagar. That was all you. I still love you. I still protect you in all things because see, you're still breathing in and out. But nobody asked you to move that mad. Nobody. And it was just really, really a lesson. And then he, um, so I started clocking what was happening. And so because I clocked what was happening, I had to sit into the conversation and stop trying to be at the Berkeley already with Layla. I, I had to bring myself spiritually back into the car and be present and understand what the gift I was being given in that moment. Um, and then he went on to say, you know, what's funny is that, you know, I drive this Uber, I do it, I drive around the place and everything else. Um, and I have a budget for the day for how much I want to make. And um, one day I ended up making 44 pounds more. Um, and then I finished and I realized that my headlights had gone, like just like that, my headlights had gone. And I went on to the Halfords website or whatever to look for new headlights. And would you believe it? Each one was 22 pounds. And to someone else that might be like, oh, well, that's a coincidence. <laughs> Shut up. Anyway, the, to me, there's no such thing as coincidence, FYI. I feel like everything is happening as it should. And it's whether you choose to notice it or you don't, that's your business. Anyway, he said that and he said that what I've gotten from that and what I've learned about the way that God operates is that God is sometimes not early, but God is every time God is on time. Every single time God is on time. And I thought to myself, wow, drag the fuck out of me, G-O-D. Wow. And the reason I say that is because, you know, in that space that I'm talking to you between Netflix and sleeping, between Netflix and bed, I sit there and I think, so when 
you know, upon all the things that I'm doing in this life, God, when will, when it, will it be my turn? When will it be my turn to be going to these big boy events and wearing these gowns and, and, and being in these films that I want to be? Where is Wild Seed? Where is Black Panther 2? Where are my things? Where are my things? And it had been something that I'd been thinking about before. And it's something that I think about also, even with this pregnancy, you know, as it um, progresses, I can't help but to think about the miscarriage because that was exactly a year ago, two Tuesdays ago or something. I spoke about it um, on social media, on Instagram stories. And I had to remind myself that, yeah, God is rarely early, but God is always on time. And that's the message that I needed. And God will use the most unlikely people to speak to you. So if you're waiting for someone to be the way that you want them to be or the kind of person that you like, um, for you to receive the messages That's not how it works Because one of the things That we were told to do Is love thy neighbour And 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 love your enemies As I mean man wasn't my enemy But you get what I mean Like as a white English man Being presented to me And all the ways that they've moved mad to me When I've tried to stop black cabs in the past And all of them things there I'm not really trying to have a conversation I just want to get in this fucking car And get to where I'm going But on that journey God Literally put me in a space That I couldn't really go anywhere I could But I really couldn't go anywhere And I had to have this truth Delivered to me And the guy wasn't preaching We were legitimately Having a conversation um, and, and he was getting things out of it And whatever else um, But it was just wonderful And I think I softened up Towards him when I was I didn't even realise Like I was So basically with pregnancy Right All of You've got an Lots more blood flowing through you're, you're creating even more blood So it can service the uterus and the placenta And all of them things So your nose becomes stuffy So I'm finding that I'm sn- Like I'm sniffing a lot I'm like And I didn't even realise that I was doing it Coupled with a little bit of hay fever And he was there um, Driving along Just before we got to that bridge And he said um, um, sorry, miss. Um, would you like some tissues? I've got some here. I'll just get you some. You can keep the pack. And he gave them to me. And I just, from that moment, I sort of started to soften up because I was just like, he clocked onto something that I wasn't even really noticing. So he was very perceptive and that conversation still happened. So I just feel like God bless that guy. God bless, I, f- I think his name's Stuart, but God bless him like for, for being a vessel of of truth and for being a vessel of love and kindness uh, in a moment that I needed it and I didn't even realize. So basically, that's really what I'm saying about these cards. For us to truly expand our horizons, for us to truly be the people, the evolved spiritual beings that we've come here to be, it requires us to have more of a sense of community than we are otherwise open to. And we can't close our heart off from the things that seem scary, that seem unfamiliar, because it's in those things that we actually broaden our heart. That's how we broaden our horizons and that's how we move further into what we need to be doing with ourselves. So... From the Marcella Kroll deck, I pulled um, the number four card, which is New Life. Now, the issue with this third edition deck that she made is that the cards don't coincide necessarily with the booklet that comes with it. But what I understand from this, um, from pulling this, and also the fact that I did my maternity shoot, and I also had this sign in there as well, the the sign of Venus, and had that um, New Life Empress, basically, is what this card says to me. It's just that reminder that... The horizons are there for us to explore 
we are being we are being initiated into a new personhood, into a new level of our spiritual um, evolution. And that requires us to shed a lot of ego. It requires us to shed a lot of preconceived notions that we have about ourselves and that we have about other people. And that is how this new life will be fostered by us doing the things that feel a bit uncomfortable. Look around you this spring, look around you at what is, what, like God is trying to impress you all the fucking time. Like sometimes just clock the leaves, clock the trees, like just clock what's happening around you, clock sounds. Not every day have your earphones in, clock the life that is around you because it's only through like appreciating this life that you can move to that level that that new life that you deserve that that is beckoning you that is calling for you so that's that card and then from the say your mind affirmation card deck i pulled the card my food is seasoned and so is my life those who season their food know to expect the best from life if there are any areas of blandness in your life add your unique spice to it create a life that tastes amazing that goes out to all of the people who have been coming for Casta Semenya. Season your fucking food, you fucking pricks. Yeah. But for all of us generally, find all the flavors, find all the unique flavors that you bring to new life and, and that, that, that other people can add to your life as well. Focus on that. Season up your life, spice up your fucking life, man. So that was a long tarot read, but, um, I'm sure you appreciated it. I feel like the tarot is becoming longer than all the other sections. Mad. So let me keep it moving then because Brent has to get places. So I need to be done with this quick time. So, um, yes, that's that tarot. I hope it resonates with you. Um, Thank you, God, for just coming through with the bits, coming through with, yeah, the, 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 the truths that we need. Let's move on to share your magnificence then. So my first share your magnificence goes out to Sophie Hagen. Um, I couldn't go to her book launch because tiredness. Um, so I didn't make it, but Sophie Hagen's got a new book called happy fat. And I, I just, I stand Sophie, you know, I, I really, really like Sophie. I like Sophie because, um, she's a baby girl. She's a white woman who listens And I love white women who listen Like she's doing her thing With um, body positivity And she's a funny as fuck comedian um, And she's to be appreciated You know, she's to be, to be truly appreciated So her book is now out It's called Happy Fat Support the Ting um, And it's, it says here Happy Fat, taking up space in a world That wants to shrink you And that applies to so many of us Physically, spiritually The world is always trying to shrink us so, um, yeah, Sophie Hagen's book is out now. When I actually get my copy, I need to get onto Amazon because I've been wasting time. Get onto Amazon and I'll be able to read you excerpts from it. But big up yourself, Sophie. Two slaps on your chest. So let me get to the letters because I know you've been sending me some Share Your Magnificence letters. So um, one of them, trigger warning. Um, yeah, no, I'll get to the trigger warning one shortly. So let's start with um, this one. From I'll call her S.A. Because I don't know if I can say her name um, Oh well <laughs> Okay she she wants that to be safe for um, Suck your mum So I'll save that for Suck your mum Like sun red um, who's, Who have I got next So we'll have S.A.'s one for Suck your mum Yes why? So yeah, I was right. Trigger warning um, So this one I'll just be I'll be talking about rape So if you 
uh, don't want to hear that right now You're feeling sore or raw And you don't want to hear that I'd say skip to about five minutes Go five minutes forward from this point now So um, why wrote Hi Kalechi, I'm writing this email to thank you for your 15th of April Say Your Mind podcast episode Um, I'm a Yemeni-American student living in Edinburgh I'm a huge fan of yours and all the excellent work you're doing to expose the racist structures that uphold our society And to call out injustices wherever they may lie I've I've wanted to write to you to share my appreciation for your work for some time But your conversation with Dr. Annabelle Shoemimor particularly spoke to me I have heard of many instances of racism in healthcare Particularly in the US and the UK But hearing about your horrific experience last year And Dr. Shoemimor's expertise on the issue Caused me to reflect on an experience I had in the US When I was a third year in undergrad I was raped and feared going to the emergency room To be seen by a sexual assault nurse. I also feared my Muslim parents finding out and had no idea what their reactions would be. A friend convinced me to go to the emergency room a few days later after the attack and the treatment I received there was abysmal to say the least. I waited without being seen for six hours. The white nurse loudly exclaimed that I was being seen for... um, Loudly exclaimed what I was being seen for In front of everyone in the waiting room And she questioned why I was in so much pain When she administered the rape kit Finally, the icing on the cake Was when I specifically asked for the ER To not send a bill Or any evidence that I'd been there To my home address And they did so regardless a week later Causing my parents to find out Via receiving a bill in the mail Luckily, my parents were incredibly supportive emotionally But I know that it's not always the case for women of colour Especially those in the Muslim community Looking back, I realised that this treatment In the most traumatic moment of my life Was racist and insensitive to my cultural and ethnic identity It makes me wonder what that um, wonder that if I would have been treated in the same disrespect would wonder if I would have been treated with the same disrespect if I were a white American. Your podcast episode has helped me realize that I therefore wanted to thank you and Dr. Shoemimor for bringing this issue to light and provoking the conversation surrounding decolonization of healthcare and racism in healthcare. Thank you for the amazing work you're doing and sending you love from Scotland. Big up yourself, why? Big up yourself. And thank you so much for sharing that. And it seems like a weird share of magnificence because it, but you know, Thank you. It goes out to Dr. Shoemi more Annabelle for coming through and sharing um, those things with us and her knowledge with us. And and I'm so so sorry that you experienced such. And I'm so thankful that your parents were supportive of you because, like you said, that could not have been the case. That might not have been the case for other Muslim women specifically. Like they could have been put in extreme danger for the 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 oversight and the the carelessness, the thoughtlessness of that hospital. Fuck that hospital, fucking pricks. Um, I mean, I've already sent you a message personally, but just thank you for for sharing and and I hope that you are getting all of the support that you need, not just from your parents, but any you know terms of professional support um that from people who respect your humanity. And I'm really thinking of you and thank you so. so so much for writing in So two slaps on your chest And uh, Annabelle's For just being brave out here I appreciate you So the next um, Say your mind uh, Say your mind The next Share your magnificence Comes from Tessa Who um, has nominated Rebecca um, She says 
Hi, Kalechi. Um, I would love to big up my girl, Rebecca, and the work she's doing in the community. She's the founder of Prosperities and literally works nonstop. She works 12-hour shifts, is full-time mum of two little boys, and still makes time to support pregnant women in the community. She has funded. Re- she was funded recently to support pregnant women. She's like a free doula with a twist, lol. Um, I personally feel that she's that what she's doing for the BAME community is amazing um, as the awareness of um, BAME mental health is on the rise. She highlights maternal mental health slash well-being within this, which realistically is where it all begins. And we've needed an organization like this for so long now, which aims to promote healthier pregnancies mentally and support without prejudice and cultural standards. Uh, P.S. She told me about the money offer Thank you It meant so much to her um, Thank you Tessa Big up yourself Rebecca um, As you Well I've, I I don't know if I've mentioned this before But I probably do um, I probably would have Whenever I get paid from something um, Like a substantial amount From whatever work I've done I usually put 10% obviously Towards a community thing So it's either I give it to my uh, pastor Or like or I, I split it up and I give it out on the road when I see people who are asking for money. Um, or I see someone who I've been watching on social media for a while um, that I've been interacting with on social media for a while. And I ask if I can um, donate to their cause or something like that. And I remember reaching out to Rebecca and saying, is there any way that I can donate to her cause? And she was just like, no, no, it's cool. It's cool. I'm like looking for funding and I'm sorting things out in this way. So um I'm I'm really glad that Rebecca's got the funding to do the work that she's doing and um, maternal mental health is important. It's important um, around the black and um, as they like to call it, minor, um, minority ethnic community. It's important that they get that support because oftentimes they are overlooked. So thank you, Tessa. And thank you, Rebecca, for the work that you do. Um, so I feel like my last show of magnificence then is from Portia. Um, let me see, Portia. So Portia says here. Hi, Kalechi. I want to start off by saying congratulations on your pregnancy. Woo woo. Um, my first thought when I saw the photo was baby girls having a baby girl, boy or non-binary. <laughs> Um, I also want to thank you for having yet another brilliant guest I'm one of the many black women who avoids medical spaces due to traumatic experiences That last episode was enough to make me book an appointment to get tested the next day Thank you Portia, big up yourself I don't know if this has been done before But for Share Your Magnificence, I want to nominate you To say you're doing bits is an understatement As an actor, director, business owner And social commentator You are the definition of a jack of all trades Despite only seeing your endeavours online The amount of joy, love and attention That goes into what you do Is clear as day The fact that you started Everything from the ground up makes it more incredible In a society that constantly polices black women's existence You refuse to compromise your authenticity You don't conform to society's expectations surrounding things such as age, relationships or gender Instead, you carry yourself in a way that best serves you Which through your platforms inspires others to do the same A dance teacher once told me that being impeccable requires not using words that cause you harm For me, this 
perfectly sums up the impact your work has had on my life. The Say Your Mind podcast has completely changed the way I move in this world. It has, it has inspired me to end toxic relationships, leave dead end jobs and say things with my whole chest that I've been holding in for years. Whilst this is in part due to the draggings known as your tarot readings, most of the time it came from just seeing you exist and flourish in what you're clearly destined to do. It is crazy to think that it's been less than a year since I first heard of you. If this is the impact that you've had on me and countless others in mere in a mere eight months as a parent, <laughs> I cannot I cannot measure how much wisdom your child will inherently have, whether the, uh, through the small lips of Sally in HR or the big screen of Wild Seed, Amen, or Black Panther, Amen. Um, I cannot wait to see what else the future holds for you. So two slaps on your chest, Kelechi. Big up to you, this podcast, the studio and every other thing you've created If I ever meet Viola Davis again, I will insist that she flies you out for an audition Oh, thank you, Portia I remember reading that and it brightened up my entire day Thank you Like, um, it means a lot when other black women truly, truly see you When people see you and appreciate the work that you're doing And it doesn't threaten them or intimidate them or bring out the demons in them We'll get to that Um, It really... Brightens up my soul So thank you so so much And uh, and seeing my work through your words It just makes me feel extremely proud Because some days I'm just tired I'm just extremely tired And I know there were many podcast episodes Where I'm just like You know what I'm just tired Um, So I really really appreciate the love Thank you so so much Portia And two slaps on your chest For Black Beyond America And all the work that you're doing A baby girl out in these streets So um, then after all that positivity Kind of Um, Let's move on to So You Mad Um, So So You Mad uh, This week we're looking at Australia So thank you Someone sent that in um, Someone sent a link in um, About this happening And I'd already kind of been looking into it So it was a great sign to actually speak about it Australia is moving mad Because Australia is trying to deport um, Aboriginals from their own Land, which is just wild So one of the stories that I was sent in Was about, I think it was Daniel Love or David Love I'll check, one of it was written by someone, um, whatever Um, So one of the things here I've got is that The Australian government is attempting to deport Another indigenous man to New Zealand Despite him having no ties to the country Where he was born while his parents were visiting The country more than 30 years ago Tim Galvin's mother And three brothers are Australian-born citizens And his father is a UK-born citizen His mother has has signed a um, statutory declaration Stating she's of Aboriginal descent Galvin's wife is a Noongar woman And they have four children together Last week, Galvin was about to be released on parole After serving most of a two and a half year prison sentence At Acacia Prison for burglary Then, the day before I was getting out on parole They told me they were coming to take me to the detention centre Galvin told The Guardian Australia Um Galvin uh, learned he was a New Zealand citizen when his Australian visa was cancelled in 2016 He appealed and said his lawyers had pushed for a resolution before his release But 17 months later, there was none and he received a notice of deportation They want to kick me out of my own country, he said I came here when I was two My mum is Aboriginal, she's from South Australia My All my kids are Aboriginal, my missus is Aboriginal And they're trying to send me to a foreign country 
Um, that's one case. And then there was the other case here where it says Australia High Court uh, to decide if Aboriginals without citizenship can be deported. Um, Australia, a country taken over by white colonizers after the black indigenous population had lived there for almost 65,000 years, will now determine if Aboriginal people without Australian citizenship are aliens who are subject to deportation. There is a case before the High Court in Australia um, that will establish whether an Indigenous person can be considered an alien under the nation's constitution. Two men, Daniel Love and Brendan Toms, have been filed have filed a lawsuit. Uh, in which the court will determine whether an Aboriginal Australian with at least one Australian parent, one who was born in another country, came to Australia as a young child and has only left the country briefly and is not an Australian citizen, is an alien under Section 51 of the Australian Constitution. That section allows the Parliament to enact laws concerning naturalisation and aliens. The answer the plaintiffs have gotten so far is no. For descendants of Australia's first peoples, an indelible part of the Australian community to be aliens for the purposes of Australia's constitution is anti-ethical to their um, indigeneity and to the social, democratic and political values which underpin and are protected by the constitution the concept of aboriginality is inconsistent with the concept of alienage uh, the men say that their filing is with the court so it's really mad to me that um australia wants to deport indigenous people of these lands for criminal activities or whatever for for offenses criminal offenses and i just want to ask the whites the australian whites Australian whites, how did you get to the country in the first place? Eh? How did you get there to have your shrimps on the barbie? How did you get there? Were your ancestors, not the criminals that Britain and everywhere else was trying to get to, and put somewhere else and put them in this land and like hope that they 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 just die out in this heat or get kicked in the throat by a kangaroo? Um, you yourself, you're a motherfucking criminal. You yourself are a criminal and you have the utter cheek to now be saying that the indigenous people of that land that were there for for centuries before millennia before you arrived you want to now tell them that they need to get the fuck out of their own land because you've arrived and now you're making your rules this is why i guess most of the dangerous animals that exist in this life this is why they reside in australia because they want to kill you all and get you the fuck out because you weren't meant to be there and i really hope anyone that thinks that this bill should pass or or not even this bill but that that this this decision should go against the indigenous people of australia you need for a kangaroo to find you in the middle of the night and stamp on your fucking head, you pricks. Leave people and their things alone. It's The caucasity is wild to me that you could come and insert yourself, inflict yourself onto a group of people and then start demanding that they move the way that you want them to move. Whiteness is wildness and I can't get over it. It's just extremely wild to me. And I hope that this goes in the favor of these indigenous people who just want to be in their fucking country and mind their fucking business. If you don't like it so much, like you're always telling us, get out, get out of their country, get out, go back to yours, get out. Because to me, it's just wild. 
Anyway, my next So You Mad um, comes from Ghislaine Kinwani, who's um, an amazing therapist, a black woman doing bits, doing bobs. Um, this isn't from, like, this is from her Twitter feed. And I just thought, again, just like the previous thing I've spoken about, the caucasity, the caucasious nature of people's behavior and their entitlement that they feel to countries and lands that aren't their own and to bodies that aren't their own and to time and energy that is not their own. It really, I just think it's extremely wild. So, um, Gillan put up a post where, um, she was talking about, well, you know, Galan's always talking about race and I love following her for her in-depth knowledge um, of race and, and just, yeah, how she feels about it. I just think it's wonderful. Anyway, so she was talking about another subject and a white woman was trying to get into a debate with her on Twitter. Galan, because Galan, because she's a baby girl, didn't have time for that fuck shit. So she just blocked the woman and kept it moving. This white woman then decided to email, um, email her and say um, how she feels about being blocked. So this is the white woman's email. I don't normally do this, but I'm in tears right now. When I, every fucking episode, let's just pause there. From the very first line, let's just pause there. Every time I tell you people about the violence of white femininity, how tears, white women's tears are weaponized against black women and other women um, of, of, um, of other um, groups, other marginalized groups um, in terms of race and ethnicity and all of that. White women weaponize their tears all the time and it's one of the most dangerous things that can get black people killed. White women's tears, white women's concerns, white women's disappointments. And it's truly, truly scary. I say all the time, I'm not scared of many things in this life. Like it is what it is. But a white woman starts crying, I'm fucking running. The moment I hear, no, I'm out, G. I'm blowing, I'm out. Because me stay there to now be the aggressor, I don't have time for that shit. Because it's so violent. It's so extremely violent. And the plane that white women work at... This, 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 this arena that they're in, you can't beat them. And that's why they win in other arenas because they cry. But we'll get to that shortly. So Homegirl says, I don't normally do this, but I'm in tears right now. You're writing an email at your big, big fucking age and you started it with you're in tears right now because again, you're using your whiteness and your tears and you're weaponizing it in this situation. I was exploring your site, your work on the site and was really struck by the post on how to avoid talking about race while talking about race. I began to reflect on our Twitter exchange and was worried I'd come across as trying to invisibilize racism that I'd been using anecdotal evidence to refute the existence of white supremacy as a system irrespective of structural reality and social inequality or that I do not feel the existence of white privilege it it, um it cannot be real in fact I meant to say quite the opposite I know it is real and that it is real in ways I realize and in ways that I don't this post was potent was a potent reminder that white people should just shut up and listen. I went to reply to you, even though I said I wasn't going to, but I was so moved by the post and then saw you had blocked me. I can't tell you how devastated I am at this, not least because I've just discovered your work, but because you you thought me a troll and a racist. But you are, sis. You are, because if you're trying to trivialize things and you're trying to have a healthy debate, I don't understand you motherfuckers who want to have a healthy debate about racism 
and race. It's not possible to have such a debate about other people's humanity, but you can only do that from a position of privilege where it doesn't affect you. That's part of the problem. Go away. Just fuck off. No one wants to have a debate with you. No one wants you to be the devil's advocate. You're not even the devil's advocate. You're literally the devil. Fuck off. Um, anyway, she goes on to say, obviously, I don't expect you to change your mind. Well, you do. Otherwise, why did you write the email? So someone has blocked you. A black woman has blocked you. And your white violence, the, that inherent violence within you made you feel like, I don't care that she's blocked me and she's put this clear boundary. I'm going to try and overstep that boundary by jumping into her email inbox and letting her know that this is how I felt about how she's blocked me. And rare, rare, rare. You obviously want her to change her mind. Otherwise, you wouldn't even have written the statement. Um, Obviously, I don't want you, um, I don't expect you to change your mind, but please know I meant no offense. I meant only to one, prove your original point that companies should have thought about use of the term skin tone in their products and ask black people the question in that BBC headline. And two, thank you for reminding me that I need to be constantly aware of how my white privilege impacts my thinking. I hope you read this. I've stopped crying now in the hope that you will. Is this woman not mad? Are demons not dealing with this woman? I've stopped crying now in the hope that you'll read my email again. You're weaponizing your tears to get the result that you want. You're fucking mad. You're mad. You're a horrible, horrible person. You're a horrible person who's deeply infected with white privilege. That is that you're infected at this point. You're infected and you are extremely, extremely dangerous to be around. You started the email with I'm crying. I've now finished crying. Your behavior. Why do, why do white women like to infantilize themselves in situations such as these? Present themselves to be helpless. Oh, look, I'm so helpless. I'm just crying. I'm just crying. I'm just crying. I know I said mean things. I know I said horrible things about your humanity, but I'm crying. Well, fuck off. Fuck off and take your tears, dry them out, distill your tears or whatever the fuck you need to do. Evaporate out the liquid and use the salt to season your fucking food and move the fuck on. Piss off. Like that daily violence is a problem. And that's why some of you girls, you never get responses from me when you DM me on Instagram writing these long soliloquies about, oh, I'm as a white woman, I realized that da, 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 da. I, look, as a black woman, I'm glad that you as a white woman has realized, but I'm not engaging in conversation with you. Go and do the learning with all of your other white girls, them. And if you need help, Google is your brethren. Me, I'm not the one. Even if you want to pay me, which most of you never do, but you still want access to me. Even if you want to pay me, I don't want your money. Go away. Gwe. Gwe. Bye. So Ghislaine received that um, and then um, soon after another uh, uh, woman, another white woman came again um, and she sent an email following on from that email. And she says, um, your post titled how to avoid talking about race while talking about race made me think as a white woman and a therapist. So this motherfucker is a white woman and a therapist, right? Gillan is a therapist. She's a therapist. So she should have the same access to the professional knowledge that Gillan has and to know that you don't send things like these to uh, things like this to people, but she sent it anyway. 
So she says, as a white woman and a therapist, I want to educate myself on racism and how to understand other individuals' perspectives. Obviously, your blog is a pretty good place. I completely get how utterly emotionally draining it can be for the majority of people of color to have to get these kinds of conversations, to get into these kinds of conversations. But does that mean I should stop asking and stop learning? No, bitch. It means take yourself the same way when you want to go and learn what to do to you to really titillate and 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 to excite your man through his prostate and all of these weird other things. You know how to go and do that. You know how to go and research that on Google and all of them things there. Go and do your research on Google because whatever you want to know, I'm sure a black woman has taken her time and she's written a blog post about it. So you can just go and read that. What you don't need to do is keep trying to access the black women who have already put boundaries in place to say, well, if you're not going to teach me, how do you expect me to stop being racist? Fuck off. So she goes, um, I guess I just don't want the conversation to be completely off limits for those who are hopefully a bit more educated. And I need to stop right now. Thank you very much. I want to land this woman a massive big punch. What do you mean? I hate how when you're talking to white people across the board about racism, Instantly, they'll bring, bring education into it. Oh, those are just the uneducated people that behave in that way, that are racist. Those of us who are educated, we don't do those things. You educated motherfuckers, as you claim educated within this white supremacist patriarchal structure, are the most violent. In fact, I can almost excuse those who haven't had as much access to education for their ignorance. But you, man, you, man, are just as ignorant, but you also have tools to really make that ignorance very, very dangerous and very, very violent. And that's part of the problem. Education doesn't save you from racism. So just shut up. This is the whole problem with even America. When they're talking about, oh, the rednecks, the rednecks voted for Trump. Shut your mouth because all of you upper class, middle class whites, you voted for him too. So stop stop blaming all of these other people, these uneducated people, as you call them, because you, you are the main masters of the violence. You, not them. So it's even how she tries to separate herself. Like, oh, I'm not like those uneducated whites with my racism. My racism is looking to be upgraded. My racism can change. <laughs> Dickhead. Um... She goes, uh, off limits for those who are hopefully a bit more educated and understanding and who want to help educate other white people on how invisible their privilege can be. I'd appreciate your thoughts on how I can considerately uh, learn more as a person and a therapist about how to better understand these areas. Bitch, that sounds like a consultation. And you as a fellow therapist and as a fellow person should understand that you pay people for their time. You want Gillian to, to consult and tell you and teach you how to be better. Where is the remuneration? Where is the money? Not even just that. It's not because it's not always just about money, but the fact that you just felt entitled to Gillan's time is why some of you are so extremely mad. Whether therapist or not, you're just mad. You're extremely mad. And that's part of the problem. So I'm sorry that Gillan has been subjected to white nonsense because we have zero days without white nonsense. Um, and I, I just feel for her, but I, I appreciate that Gillan continues constantly to fight the good fight. Such a baby girl, a beautiful woman with um just just a gorgeous woman with uh, with such a wealth of knowledge, and I appreciate her greatly. But just a note to all the white women out there who just want to be so much better: Google is your rascal friend. Go and use that. 
go and use that to get yourself a basic level of understanding because even in on Google, books are recommended to you. Go and use your money to buy the books that black women have written to help you in your understanding of race and stop asking everyday black women to take time out of trying to survive being black and woman to teach you about the things that books are already accessible for you. Piss off. So that's that for So You Mad. I don't know how it definitely differs from... Um, Straw of the week But it is what it is So let's move on To the final segment Straw of the week AKA suck your mum So I've got My first one then Let me do my first one That I was actually Accidentally going to do For um, Shay Your Magnificence This comes from SA She says Good afternoon Kelechi I hope you're doing well And enjoying your best Pregnant life Congratulations again girl But but I just wanted to say That I love What you're using Your platform to do And I've recently Been channeling My inner Kelechi When someone acts up I say to myself What would Kelechi do? <laughs> Anyways I was unemployed for a month Got a job offer two days ago Yay, congratulations Um, I just wanted to say Suck your mum to the companies That take all your personal details Including copies of your ID documents Offer you a job interview And don't have the decency To get back to you To let you know If you've been successful or not I don't know why they do this to people And it really upsets me I really wanted to email them Telling them to go suck their mothers Through a straw But I stopped stopped myself (laughs) Haha Anyways, keep being the baby girl that you are Lots of love essay Thank you Congratulations on your new job And yeah People are mad I mean I even feel the same way When I go to auditions I've taken the time out of my day To come to this audition You never bother to get back to people And be like Oh sorry you weren't successful Always sees that someone else Has got the role And we're just meant to Fucking deal with it Have some decency For people taking their time out To offer themselves For these roles And the, and the information That they give you And the time that they give you um, in You know When they come in For these roles Like respect us please So um, yes That was from SA I appreciate you Obviously you know I'm going to talk about Casta Semenya And um, Paula Radcliffe Being a witch Kelly Holmes Being a witch And Sharon Davis Being a witch um, Because again Women have gotten together To try to be violent against black women And I'm tired of it So for those who don't know um, Casta Semenya is um, intersex And part of that means that she's got um, A heightened level of um, testosterone in her system Now I might have talked about this before But my whole thing is that Testosterone does not a champion make Casta Semenya trains incredibly hard And is incredibly good at what she does That's why she wins these races But you dusty pussy bitches That could not That you are eating her dust Cannot take the fact That she's out here being excellent So now um, It's been ruled that For her to continue um, Competing She must take drugs To suppress To suppress her testosterone levels in order to, um, to yeah, in order to com- um, continue competing, and I think that that is extremely violent and extremely wild. And if we look at the historical aspect of this and what it means for Black women who have been having, who have had their bodies tested on over the over the um, centuries, just having our bodies dissected and 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 tested on in so many different ways that have been dangerous to us, just to appease white people and their curiosity of our blackness. There are white women with heightened testosterone levels. Don't get me wrong. The issue is that they're not subjected to the same level of violence that Casta Semenya is being subjected to. And for pa- um, for Paula Radcliffe to turn around and be like, "Oh, it's a biological issues. We just we just want fairness." Shut the fuck up because it's science. 
it's as, just because you've named something scientific does not absolve it of racism because it was the same science that you man were purporting that told you that we were what three fifths human or something or two whatever the fuck telling telling us that we're not fully human as black people that was your same science that claimed that and that was your biological scientific reason for um for allowing slavery for allowing um segregation and all of them things there and and for making these things seem okay because we are savages who aren't truly human based on your flawed fucking science so you can't justify the way that she's been treated based on science and yeah i do think it's problematic that people keep um polarizing this by being like but look at michael phelps where he's lauded as like oh my god he's a genetic freak of nature but this is great it gives him such a physical advantage over his opponents that's why he's a champion and when it comes to swimming while i don't i find that um comparison problematic what i do understand in that is that we're looking at black women who are underprotected in society and 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 over-policed in society and we compare it to a white man who is at the highest echelons of society able to um, enjoy all of the benefits that that and liberties that are afforded to him because of his societal um status he's allowed to be a genetic freak of nature and continue competing and you know his other um opponents just have to deal with that but Casta Semenya is ostracized for that very same genetic advantage isn't the whole point of sports advantage if i have it and you don't sorry bitch it is what it is and you know a massive so paula radcliffe and and um kelly holmes and sharon davis and all of them girls there all of them athletics girls who um um who are supporting all of this you can all go suck your mothers you fucking pricks kelly holmes i'm very disappointed in you you who you wow but yes disgusting behavior but most of all Lindsay sharp the motherfucker who came sixth when it was the rio when they were racing in rio um the rio olympics and she had the cheek to cry and be like it was unfair that caster semenya won bitch you came sixth you number number six six bitch you were six you weren't fourth you weren't third you were six you had no fucking chance of getting a medal in the first place so whoever was coming first was none of your fucking business because it was never going to be you you dumb long foreheaded cunt it was never going to be you but you have all and this is again she cried on national tv or global tv worldwide tv about this unfairness and then it riled up all of the organizations and the authorities and yeah we need to do something what do you do with a problem like Casta Semenya and so now all of the things are coming but Casta Semenya suppressed her um, Took these hormones And suppressed her testosterone In what 2010 or something like that And she still left You bitches eating dust Because again It's not just about The testosterone It's about the natural ability And the hard work That makes her great Which you do not have To sit at home And find a recipe book And season your food And shut the fuck up Also goes for that Little Polish bitch Who I think she came was it fourth? And she was like, well, I'm the first um, European to win and the second white to win. So I'm not acknowledging um, Caster's win. Fuck you, you fool. Fuck you. you. You and your contaminated cabbage that's also fucked up your sense of your, your common sense. Fuck you, you prick. Like, I'm not unaware that there are so many violent violent racist polish people but seeing her behavior there like oh i'm not gonna i'm not gonna acknowledge the facts as far as i'm concerned i'm still a winner i still but in my eyes i pretty much came second because rare 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 and rare 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 i'm the second white to win and and, and i'm the first european or however she phrased it and i just thought 
Look at the mental gymnastics that white women will do just so they don't have to accept black excellence. Just and and this is the price that black women pay for being excellent, being antagonized all the time by white women and white people generally. Even when um you know Serena Williams wanted to wear her little leotard and this fucking rat shit of a uh, um head of the organization authority saying that she couldn't wear it there was a ruling that she can't wear it because whatever else it doesn't go with their um the the uniform that they allow you just don't want a black woman to enjoy herself and have nice things you can Ask for these hormones and whatever to be taken all day long. It will not save you from your own mediocrity. That is what you need to f- come face to face with and 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 deal with. Leave the rest of us the fuck out of it. So, Casta Semenya, we stand with you. All of the women who are against her, fuck you and suck your mums, you dickheads. My last straw of the week, and I've got to be quick with this because Brent needs to get out. So I'm going to make it nice and snappy um i went to um a black girl dinner the other week i was invited um by someone who i've actually had on the podcast because i've been trying to support her grind and everything else so she invited me to this dinner i was in two minds about going because she sends she would send text messages that are sort of like they're meant to sound um positive but they'd always have this air of negativity i remember when people were going wild about oh my god kalechi's boyfriend or kalechi's partner is why and she wrote me one text about oh i had a dream that you and your partner i'm so worried for you it seemed like you were walking running through wilderness and could never find a place to rest bitch is not that deep take the, take it the fuck down calm the fuck down but again people trying to project their negativity onto you but i put that to the side didn't bother about it then um i invited her to be part of a panel discussion because again i'm always trying to bring people in because it's not fun if it's just you so brought her in on a panel discussion she saw the baby on board badge before anybody else did very lackluster response but whatever she didn't also message to say thank you she just kept quiet until the day that i put out the pregnancy announcement and i put up the empress photo then she sent a long text message the text message read something like oh hey kalechi um congratulations i've just seen the post sorry i didn't say message and say thank you for being invited to the panel discussion i had to fly off to rare 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 and then when i got there i had a flu um and i remember um dreaming and god speaking to me and be like be more like kalechi you see how she's protecting her peace be more like kalechi so yeah i just wanted to share that and i just thought what the fuck how is that even a congratulations what what the fuck are you writing but again i just left it as that and minded my business then i posted a couple of days later about the miscarriage and just marking the fact that it'd been a year since the miscarriage. And again, she sent a text message. Hi, Kalechi, I just saw that you posted about the miscarriage. I just pray that God takes this sadness away. Bitch, nobody said I was sad. Again, like, what are you, why are you trying to push your negativity onto my life? I'm actually all right. I'm just a baby girl. Go away. Um, so all of these things were happening and I saw those things and I was just like, mm, maybe just, maybe not everyone uses English the way that you do. So don't take it to heart. So I really was talking to myself, self-talk like, ah, oh, don't take it too personally. So she invited me to this black girl dinner. I'm really not trying to go to social media events. Like if it's not just us genuinely meeting up to chat, then I'm not really with it. But I thought, let me support the ting. I'll go through. So um, I paid my money, went to, got an Uber, got to this um, place that we're having the dinner. Other wonderful, wonderful black women were invited. Just There was just about eight of us or something that were invited. So we were all there. And um, I got there around, what, 10 to 8? The dinner was meant to start at 8. By 9.15, I was already in a cab back home because of the madness that this girl pulled. So um, we're sitting at the dinner. Someone says to her, oh, your nails are nice. And she said, thank you. I got them done at rare, rare, rare nails. 
And um, But I wouldn't advise that you go there So already Nobody asked you for that amount of information They just said your nails are nice But you wanted to get this information out there That was on your chest So obviously they're now going to be like Why wouldn't you recommend that we go there And she said oh I had a black nail technician And this is important Because there aren't very many black nail technicians That do these styles of nails But anyway Or who are at that level So I had a black nail technician And she um, must have Like obviously they reached out to me on Instagram This is what she was saying They reached out to her on Instagram Because of her platform And invited her to come over And do her nails and post about it So when she got there The black woman was doing her nails And then the black woman said to her Oh did you see Kalechi's pregnancy post And she said that she saw it She said yeah yeah I saw it I'm really excited for her Whatever whatever And then the woman said Yeah but the baby's going to be mixed race Isn't that a shame that she's having a baby with a white man based on all of the things that Kalechi says about racism and everything she says about what's happening to black women that she's having the baby with an oppressor now I'm looking at her at the because she's sitting quite close to me at the dinner table dinner table it's a fucking club but she was sitting quite close to me and I said to her but you hadn't told me this information prior to me arriving today you don't know the kind of day I've had and you hadn't told me this information but you're now Blurting it out on the table For us to process at the same time She looked me dead in my eyes And I could see that her soul Whatever soul that she had The little bit of soul that she had Wasn't there Because she then just turned back to the table And continued with this story And one of the girls said But why did she assume that you knew Kalechi? And then she now started doing backflips and somersaults to get around the conversation or get around that question and be like, oh, well, I guess it's because it's social media and she would have just expected that I would because, you know, I post about black things and da 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 da. So she would expect that I would. And I guess she was expecting me to support her, but I was just like, yeah, but. Some of our black um, leaders have been with white people And she said yeah but that doesn't make it any less hypocritical or wrong And she basically she's telling this story at the table And I'm looking like What are we meant to now do with this? Are we meant to now go and find a nail technician and slap her? Or what are we now meant to do with this? So at a happy point in my life with this pregnancy I'm trying to protect my peace In the text message that you yourself sent About me protecting my peace I come and I grace your dinner with my presence And this is the information that you wanted to put on the table Almost what, as a toothpick For all of us to be using to pick pick our teeth um, as, as we're eating this lackluster horrible food um, So I had to deep it And I was just like What do you do in this situation Kalechi? You're either going to clot this girl in her throat For being so disrespectful Or you just leave So I got up I got up and I left I got up and I just left the table And um, one of the um, women followed me outside And she was like, I'm so sorry I'm so sorry that that would happen And then she tried to trail behind after a while And I said to her, like, you've never seen me when I'm angry Go the fuck away Because I swear on everything that I love in this life I would have beaten the shit out of this girl Right there and there, pregnancy or not I would have fucked her up But I had to just remind myself of the things that I've achieved in this life And the baby girl that I am And a baby that's actually in my uterus right now as we speak And mind my business But you, this is someone who was even on an episode When I was talking about the, the hospital And how they they responded to my, my message, my letter About how I was treated during my message So you have been very close to my discussions About my experiences on my miscarriage And you felt like it was right To bring such information to the table Of course people are going to feel the way That they feel about my pregnancy But you know what? Fuck them and fuck the demons that they serve You are the problem for thinking That it was okay to bring that sort of information To the table And obviously before I left There was a gap in the hole in the story Because people are like Why were you still sitting there? 
oh, she'd gone too far with the nails for me to go to leave at that point. So um, you were just sat there awkwardly as she finished the nails. But what, you're still going to promote them on your page? Yeah, after they've just moved that mad, you're going to promote them on your page. Or did you just get the nails done for free? And if you were just going to get the nails done for free, you could have just left at that point, whatever point it was, and kept it moving and gone and finished your nails elsewhere. But you didn't want to go because actually when we break this down psychologically, you agree with the things that she'd said and you want to cause harm, which is why you brought that information to the table. Pretty much all of the women who were at that table sent me a message at some point. And they were like, I'm really sorry, Kalechi, that was so wrong and so inappropriate. While I would have appreciated for you all to speak up at the time that we were there, I still appreciate that you sent me the message um, afterwards. But I just thank God that God spoke to me in that moment and they were like, and God was like, don't slap this girl. Don't slap this girl. Just get up and leave. Because the point of it is that we never stop being, life never stops asking us, are you sure this is the person that you want to be? You said that you want to be this evolved spiritual being having this um, human experience that requires you to be faced with situations that are going to test you and you need to rise above it. And I rose the fuck above that, but I promise you it wasn't easy. I promise you it was not easy. She's now sending me like six text messages um, later on that night and then an email. I didn't open any of it. I didn't interact with any of it, but I remember seeing this little snippet that said, oh, the reason I didn't go in is because... um, I didn't want her to know that I knew you that well, but you were having a whole fucking discussion about me while you're getting your nails done. I don't give a fuck about the nail technician, bitch. Like she's obviously high off the fumes of fucking doing nails all of the fucking time. And while being concerned about the person I'm with and what I'm doing with my life, where's your black king? Where's your boo? Where's your honey that's leaving, leaving you to build like breathing nail dust, you prick? What about that? Focus on your life Don't focus on mine And leave me the hell alone That's all there is to it But I mean I spoke to my therapist about it And my therapist was like Time and time again You see that And people are moving mad And for some reason You believe that you can change them Or that you can withstand their madness And and help them You can't help everyone Kalechi And that's one of the things That you're going to have to reckon with That you can't help everyone If a white woman had sent you Just the first text message That she'd sent you What would you have done? I said I would have blocked her She's like So you didn't So a white woman you would have blocked But a black woman you kept letting her You kept giving her opportunities To disrespect you In very weird, odd, subliminal ways And then she did the final decision um, disrespect at that dinner that that is part of the problem you not every black woman look so not every not skin folk ain't kin folk and not every black woman means that you not because just because someone is a black woman doesn't mean you need to ride for them and that's something I really, really needed to hear. Um, we had a massive discussion about it in my therapy session. And I realized that it was the right thing that I left the table, that I blocked her on all social media accounts. And I think that I'm going to have to, that same power of discernment, that same listening to your intuition that I was talking about earlier, we all need to do it. And I'm not going to let that experience close me off from um, being you know, expanding my horizons and connecting more with my community. I'm going to continue to ride for black women, even when they are as violent as this girl was violent when I went to that dinner. Um, And all I can say is that she needs to suck her mother because she's clearly damaged. She's clearly mentally unwell and she needs help Um, because to feel like you want to be the deliverer of such horrible information um, about an unborn child that you're politicizing because of your own inadequacies that you feel about your life, that that makes you a really fucked up person. So suck your mother. And I mean that from the from the depths of my soul. I don't know what nutrients your mother's placenta was lacking when you were in there to bring you out so you could be such a vile person about somebody else's happiness, but fuck you and fuck the hole you came out of. Okay. And that's it for this week. Thank you so much because I just needed to get all of that out there. 
and into the atmosphere. Um, Send me your letters at sym at kalechiokafor.com. Like I said, keep hashtagging the thing. Hashtag send your mind pod. Let me know how you're getting on with all of these things. And yeah, follow at Kalechnikov and follow at Say Your Mind Pod. And I appreciate you all. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. And just a final prayer that for all of the demons that might be dealing with some of you and you claim that it's God speaking to you, it's not. It's, Beel- it's Beelzebub, it's um, Mistopheles, it's, it's all of these other demons that are speaking to you. It's not God because God would not ask you to be so violent towards his other children. He wouldn't. So, yep, yeah, that's it for this week. Catch you on the other side. Peace. It's the Ben's Punani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Keep it sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are go sip it, yo Hard time scrolling for your long truths You might learn something you'll never know Collect you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind